Hey, hey, everyone, Darlene here, and welcome to another episode of the All That Is Empath podcast. And Happy New Year's. First of all, I'm recording this 16 minutes into 2023. And that is so exciting because this is going to be the most amazing year yet. I am fired. I am ready to go. And we are going to rock it this year. And that being said, that is kind of what today is going to be all about because we're going to talk about not just goal setting, but actually achieving those goals. And I'm actually going to give you some secret little tips that are actually included in my uh, my upcoming course, my 21 day spiritual transformation, because in order to make a, a change, you kind of need to set some goals. So I actually do an entire lesson at the beginning of the course on not only setting goals, but achieving them because, you know, New Year's, everybody makes resolutions and by mid-January or February, they're out the window and you've forgotten all about them. And that's because you didn't set them properly. There's a specific sequence we can go through to set the goals properly to begin with and then follow it up with some special neurolinguistic programming that will actually have your subconscious help you achieve the goal without you even being aware of it. In other words, your subconscious is going to push you in the direction you need to go in order to achieve that goal because your subconscious knows everything. That's where your intuition comes from, right? Because it knows. So it's going to do exactly what needs to be done in order for you to actually achieve those goals. So I'm excited to share this with you today. It is my New Year's gift to you because this is paid content inside of my course. But I do want to share it so that everybody can not just set good achievable goals, but actually achieve them as well. So before we get started, I just want to say that uh, yesterday afternoon, I started feeling really bad and um, I, I had a very, very bad sore throat. So I was kind of drinking chloroseptic all night long, you know, spraying my throat and I just could not sleep. I'd get a couple hours and wake up coughing so hard and my throat would hurt so bad. And today it's it's gotten to the point where I can tell I'm pretty sure it's just a head cold because I'm real stuffy in my head, which you can probably tell by my voice, which is why I'm telling you this. I'm actually very, very sick right now, but I didn't want to miss getting out the podcast for tomorrow. And this was my only chance to record this week. So that being said, please forgive the voice. I am very under the weather, but I want to uh, get this done for you because it's the new year and it's very, very important. So. Defining the context in which you want to achieve a goal is going to enable you greater specificity. You want context, right? You want to refer to timing, places, and people. So you're going to ask yourself, where, when, and with whom do you want to achieve your goal? You have to be specific. It's not just about, I want this, right? Because if you say, I want more money, and I give you a quarter, then hey, guess what? You just achieved your goal. But that's not what you want, right? So when you define something, you have to be specific. So there are many steps that we can identify uh, that, that you're going to need to take before you can actually achieve that goal. 
And you may be asking, I already know what I want. Why do I need to write down my goals? We're going to be talking a lot about mindset because your subconscious mind has a lot to do with whether you achieve your goals or not. Your subconscious mind can either be an incredible help or it can literally sabotage your future. So the first reason you want to write down your goals is to communicate to your subconscious mind exactly what you want in great detail. When you do this, your subconscious mind gets to work on helping you achieve that goal, even though you're not going to be consciously aware of it. And that's pretty amazing, right? And the second reason is that we need a focused direction that is clear. If you say to yourself, I want to lose weight, you may find that you lose five pounds and then you get stuck. Well, you lost weight, didn't you? If you say you want to make more money, as I said previously, you find a quarter walking down the street and your subconscious mind says, yay, goal accomplished. Now we can focus on other things. You get the point? You have to be specific and give yourself a clear focus to aim for. If you watch interviews with famous people, you'll find that they all have one thing in common. They set goals, real goals, goals they take the time to write down in detail, and then they break the goal down into bite-sized chunks that can be accomplished over a certain period of time in order to reach that specific goal in the end. And finally, having precise goals to strive for will keep you motivated. Without motivation, you're never going to achieve what you want, but sometimes, well, a lot of the times, motivation can be hard to find, right? If you spend enough time creating your goal strategy, feeling the excitement of achieving your goal while you do it, then your subconscious mind can create an anchor to that emotion. And every time you look at your goal and you read it again, your brain will feed you that same emotion you had when you created it. And this is a very powerful tool for providing motivation to achieve that goal. And you can do this on a daily basis. So let's talk about SMART goals. You may have heard of these before. It's a very well-known strategy for setting goals, and SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. So in this strategy, you pay attention to each one of those factors in order to set your goals in a manner in which you can actually achieve those goals. So let's take a look at each step. Specific is the first for the letter S. And as I mentioned earlier, it's important that you're specific when you create your goal. Being vague is not going to get you where you need to go. So if you want to lose weight, how much do you want to lose? What, when do you want to achieve it by? Two months or a year? Being very specific means including where, when, and with whom you will be with when you achieve that goal every little detail you can think of. The second is measurable, the M in SMART. And you need to be able to know when you've actually achieved your goal, so we need to be able to measure whatever it is you're trying to obtain. So weight loss, measurable is very easy because we know we're measuring pounds. We can say, how much do I want to lose? And we know it's not just 50, but 50 pounds. So measurable answers this question uh, of specificity as well. It provides a unit of measure that you can actually record. So when you actually know when you've achieved that goal. And this factor also ties into NLP's evidence procedure. 
the evidence procedure is very simple. It just asks, when will you know that you've achieved your goal? Your goals should have very clear outcomes that are measurable so you know when you've achieved them. You can ask yourself questions like, what will I be doing when I achieve my goal? What will I see? What will I hear? What will I feel when I reach my goal? How will I know that I've achieved the desired outcome? When you create a sensory experience like this one, your subconscious mind gets to work on making that experience a reality. And it won't stop early because you've specified so much detail and it will continue on trying to reach that goal until you actually succeed. Whereas if you weren't specific and, oh, I, I want to lose, you know, uh, I want to lose 50 pounds. And a year goes by and you haven't lost 50 pounds. Well, that's okay. Your subconscious is still working on it. But it doesn't see it as a priority because you didn't give it a timeline. Okay. So you have to be specific with the S. And it has to be something that's measurable so you know when you've actually achieved it. Let's talk about the new behavior generator. This can help you set these goals. And this is an NLP technique. It's an excellent technique that you can use to help solidify the sensory experience into your subconscious mind. It's called the new behavior generator. It's an exercise that will use all of your senses while you internally talk through achieving your goals, picturing them, and feeling your reaction to the achievement. Now, people naturally move their eyes to certain places depending on whether they're envisioning an image, a sound, or a feeling. And this technique takes advantage of this to create a very real experience for your subconscious mind. So I'm going to walk through each step with you. So step one, we're going to make sure we're sitting somewhere comfortably. Now you're going to look down to your left-hand side. That's going to help you connect with your auditory channels. And I want you to ask yourself, what goal do you want to achieve? So step one, sit somewhere comfortably. Step two, look down to your left-hand side to connect with your auditory channels. Three, ask yourself, what goal do you want to achieve? Step four, make note and say this out loud of what you would hear when you achieve this goal. You're continuing to look down and to the left. Are you in an office with others when you achieve your goal? Do you hear typing? Do you hear phones ringing? Be creative and be specific. Now you're going to shift your eyes up and to the right. This is step five. And shifting your eyes up and to the right is going to help you connect visually. Step six, imagine what your goal looks like when it's achieved. So in addition to the sounds that you've defined, what do you see? Do you see your office? Do you see other people? What are they doing? What were you doing right before you achieved your goal? And again, be as creative and specific as possible. Step seven, we're going to look down and to the right where we'll access feelings, smell, and taste. Step eight, keeping the sounds and the visuals of your achieved goal that you've already created now ask yourself what it feels like. Do you have a piece of paper in your hand? What does it feel like? 
Are you sitting at your desk? What does it feel like? What does the wood feel like? What does the chair feel like supporting your body? What do you taste? Were you drinking coffee? Soda? Maybe you just finished lunch. You're tasting tuna. What about smell? Do you smell the coffee? Are you by a coworker who maybe has perfume on? So you're accessing all these kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory sensations as detailed as possible. And that's step nine. And step 10, repeat the exercise two or three more times until you can experience everything, all of your senses, quickly as if in real time. Okay? So that's a 10-step new behavior generator that uses all your senses to lock that goal in to reality because your, your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what's imagined. I'm sure you've heard many times before that your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between a dream and reality. So anything you dream is stored in your subconscious as reality. Isn't that interesting? So doing this, this, what we just went through, these 10 steps, if you do it correctly and you envision it with all of your senses, your subconscious mind is going to believe that to be true. And it's going to go about everything it can possibly do to prove it correct because it's reality. I should be seeing this. I should be smelling this. I should be achieving this. Which is the third step to SMART goals. We took a little detour there and now we're back on achievable, the A in SMART. So creating a goal, of course, if you create a goal that isn't realistic, then that's just going to set you up for failure, right? So the achievable specification, make sure you really think about your specific goal. And is it really achievable? If your goal is to lose 50 pounds in one month, your goal is probably not achievable. When considering the achievable factor, you want to ask yourself things like, with my current job working the amount of hours that I do, can I find the time to exercise enough to reach this goal? Do you realistically have the finances you need to reach your goal? Do you have the emotional support you need? Think of all the things that affect your life and whether your, your goal is achievable for you within this context. And the R is next in SMART. That's realistic. So again, setting an unrealistic goal is going to set you up for failure. So realistic is similar to achievable. The example uh, about trying to lose 50 pounds in a month, it's not only unrealistic, but not humanly achievable, aside from maybe becoming very sick or you're so severely overweight that any diet or exercise change is going to cause a huge loss in your first month. But even if you did manage to achieve that goal, it would be unrealistic to think that that type of weight loss could continue. So you want to look at all your goals and evaluate them in the sense of, are they realistic? So the next one and the last in the SMART strategy is T for time bound. You have to set a date when you make a goal because, again, as we spoke about your subconscious mind earlier, it's not going to hurry along and, and help you achieve this if it doesn't realize there's some urgency in that goal. So even if there isn't a real time bound necessity to your goal, you still want to add one. So you have to have a start date and you have to have an end date. For example, 
I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year, and I am starting January 1st. With specific dates, you can break down your goal between the dates. So if you want to lose 60 pounds in six months, you break that down to 10 pounds per month and approximately two to three pounds per week. And this helps you reach your goal by having smaller sub-goals that you can focus on. Now, NLP, or Neuro Linguistic Programming, takes the SMART strategy and makes it even smarter with a technique called the Well-Formed Outcome Process. And very simply, it asks seven questions that you must answer in detail. Number one, is the goal stated in the positive? That means that you're not saying what you don't want. You're saying what you want. It has to be stated in the positive. Second, is the goal self-initiated, self-maintained, and within my control? So in other words, you are the person that can start it. You are the person that maintains it. And you have complete control over achieving this goal. Because a goal that depends on somebody else's actions is not a personal goal. And it's not something that you have any control over achieving. So it's not really realistic. So make sure that the goal is self-initiated, self-maintained, and within your control. Number three, does the goal describe the evidence procedure? Remember, we talked about that earlier. When will you know that you've achieved your goal? Number four, is the context of the goal clearly defined? Number five, does the goal identify the necessary resources? In other words, have you mentioned time, money, energy, skills, support, etc.? Any of that that you're going to need to achieve that goal should be stated in the goal. Number six, have I evaluated whether the goal is ecological? We're going to talk about ecology checks in just a moment. And number seven, does the goal identify the first step I need to take? Now, within this seven-step process, you should do the first two steps in order. But after that, you can rearrange the steps however you see fit, okay? And these questions are going to help you validate that you've thoroughly challenged each of the factors in the SMART strategy. At the end of this strategy session to create your goals, there's one final thing that you must do, and that is define the one action you can take right this very moment to get you started toward achieving your goal. By taking this first step, you not only complete step seven in the well-formed outcome process, but you create momentum that gets you started in the right direction. And if you neglect this step, you may never start. So do it now or when, when you actually sit down and create these SMART goals, have one thing for that goal that you do immediately after creating the goal. No exceptions. Okay. So moving on, I want to talk about the Disney strategy. This is extremely um, interesting. It was actually created by Walt Disney. And he set uh, this Disney strategy. He set a goal setting that brings goals alive. He wanted, he wanted goals to be looked at in three different perspectives. The dreamer, the realist, and the critic. So the Disney strategy enhances the goal-setting aspect of coaching to bring goals alive and ensure their viability. The Disney strategy is particularly useful with large and challenging projects for individuals and teams. So this is a good goal-setting strategy if you have to 
uh, achieve a goal with a group. Okay. And I'm mentioning this obviously because uh, most of my listeners work in a corporate position and may be able to utilize this strategy for that type of goal setting. Okay. Imagineering, which I'm going to mention throughout talking about the Disney strategy, I just want to define this. Imagineering is the term that Walt Disney coined to describe the way that he formed dreams and turned them into reality. So, in other words, if you ever heard Walt Disney talking about goal setting, he never said goal setting. He said imagineering. Isn't that interesting? Engineering his imagination. I love that. So successful imagineering brings together three key strategies, the dreamer, realist, and critic roles, all of which are needed for innovation and problem solving to ultimately reach your goals. Typically, you start with the dreamer, and then you go to the realist, and then you go to the critic. If you're working with a coach, they will usually take you into each of these three ways of thinking in turn, and you, you want to include even body language that suits the role because you have to, again, it's about taking on this role. You are the dreamer, you are the realist, and you are the critic. You have to come from that perspective in order to answer the questions that each role is going to pose, okay? So let's start with the dreamer. In this role, you're looking to the future and you're thinking of the bigger picture. You're the dreamer. You want to see every piece of the story or project. To think like a dreamer, it helps to sit in a symmetrical and relaxed posture with your eyes looking up. The questions being explored here is what you want. Again, you're the dreamer. What do you want? What is the purpose? Why do you want this? What will you see, hear, and feel when you have this? What are the benefits? When can you expect this to happen? Where do you want this to take you in the future? Who do you want to be or be like as a result? These are awesome questions for defining your goal. And you'll recognize pieces of the SMART strategy in those questions, right? Like being specific, being measurable, being achievable, being realistic, being time-bound. They're all in there. Okay, let's move on now to the realist. The next role shifts the idea to a workable plan by chunking down a level. That just means going, from, going into a more micro level. So to think like a realist, it helps to sit symmetrically with your head and your eyes looking straight ahead and slightly forward. At this stage, you focus on the questions of how the plan will work. So when will this goal be completed? Who are the key people involved? What are the steps in the plan? What's the evidence that you're on track? How will you know when you reach the goal? And finally, the critic. The critic's job is to check for flaws in the plan, looking for what's been overlooked by, ask, by asking questions like, what would happen if? So to think like a critic, your head and eyes look down and slightly tilted with one of your hands touching your chin, right? Like the thinker. The critic evaluates the chances of this really happening. And he asks questions like, who will be affected? Who can make or break this idea? What would make them object? 
what are their needs? What are the payoffs of keeping things the same? How can you preserve those benefits when you implement the new idea? Where and when would you not want this? What's missing or needed? A lot of coaches working with the Disney strategy will actually put out three different chairs. And as you go through the roles of the dreamer, the realist, and the critic, you actually move to the different chairs or different parts of the room to explore each role. And that actually helps get into the, um, the process of each role as well. When you're confident that, you're, that you've covered all the positions, the dreamer, the critic, the realist, review your answers together as a team, if you're working with a team, and co-create a meaningful goal with a realistic plan of action. Disney strategy is extremely powerful, and a lot of corporations do actually use it. So it's time to dream big. Take a moment to explore bigger dreams and switch from the present perfect to the future perfect. All you have to do is step into your future and determine what values are most important to you. What might make the future even more perfect? Remember, you're dreaming big here. What do you want more of? What do you want less of? What does your normal week look like in this future? What absolutely needs to stay the same? What is the one most important thing that led to your success? You're stating what you want to be reality in your wildest dreams. Okay, now that you've seen what your future can look like, how will you make it happen? So it's time at this point to reverse engineer these outcomes into goals and take action. So you can either use the SMART strategy or the improved SMART strategy, the well-formed outcome process, or the Disney strategy. But you want to end all of them with what is one step you can take right now toward these future outcomes? Answer that question and then do it now. Peter Marshall said, small deeds done are better than great deeds planned. And that is so true. Tony Robbins phrases it a slightly different way. Progress over perfection. Now, I promised you earlier we would mention ecology checks. I want to talk about that really quickly. It's an NLP idea that essentially just means that you checked the outcome of a goal against all areas of your life. So not just that it's a great goal for you and something you want, but what about how it affects other people in your life? For example, one of your goals may be to have a successful business, but have you asked yourself if the outcome also works for your health or for your family? So you want to ask yourself, why do you really want this outcome? For example, if you say, I want to make $200,000 this year. Okay, well, why do you want to make $200,000? Not just because you want $200,000 sitting in the bank, right? You're actually want that for a specific reason. Maybe in your mind, the very first thing is, well, I want to buy my mother a new home. Or maybe the first thing in your mind is, I want to pay off my student loans. Or maybe the first thing in your mind is, because I want to create financial freedom. 
And then you could even move a step deeper after that. So if you answered that you want financial freedom, why do you want financial freedom? And these can get into, as you keep asking yourself why deeper and deeper, it may take some time. You may actually have to sit and spend 15, 20, 30 minutes on answering the next level why, because you might not consciously immediately know, but if you really, really think about it, why do I want $200,000? Well, because I want financial freedom. Well, why do you want financial freedom? Because I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. Why do you want to be able to spend more time with your kids? Now, you may get to a point where you can't answer any, any lower. I would suggest that you continue to try at least five levels deep. If you can't get past five levels deep, that's okay. But try to get at least five levels. Okay, so that's just the first question in our ecology check. The second question is, what will you gain from this outcome? And the third question, what will you lose from this outcome? Now, that's something that a lot of people don't think about. For example, if you gain $200,000 or let's say, to make it more obvious, you win the lottery. You're suddenly a millionaire with more money than you know what to do with. And you immediately start losing friends. You would think the opposite, right? Like, oh, well, I got all this money. People are going to come out of nowhere. But the actual truth of the matter is, is unless you are giving them all of your money, right? Like every time they want something, you're buying it for them and you're just buying your friends. If it, Unless you're doing that, more than likely they're going to walk away because your newfound success makes them feel uncomfortable. All of a sudden, you have a nice big house and they don't. And you have a brand new fancy car and they don't. And you get to go eat out and go to theater and all kinds of things that they don't. And the next thing you know, you've lost friends. So that's a very important thing to ask yourself about anything you're trying to achieve. Not only what you'll gain, but what will you lose? So I want to talk about Parkinson's law real quick. Parkinson's law states that the less, the less time you have to reach a goal, the more likely you are to achieve it. Interesting, right? When you don't have a current timeline, your subconscious doesn't have any reason to act because it thinks, well, we can do this at any time. No hurry. Think of it like when you procrastinate on doing something that's due a week from now. You don't want to do it, so you keep telling yourself that you have time to get it done later, and then you go do something else. Yet when the deadline suddenly is tomorrow, you get motivated to get the task done, and you meet the deadline. So that's an example of Parkinson's law, right? Suddenly, you had much less time to reach your goal, and it increased your likelihood of achieving it. Put a timeline on everything you do, something soon, especially your goals, and your subconscious will work extra hard to get it done by this time, even if it's not something that specifically has to be done by this time. It doesn't matter if you tell your subconscious mind that it does by setting a timeline. Your subconscious mind will believe you. <laughs> okay, and finally, 
the reticulator activating system. Any of you Tony Robbins fans out there or other popular NLP practitioners may have heard of this before, but this is such a cool thing. And when I first heard about it, it explained so much and made so much sense. The reticular activating system, or RAS for short, is an area of your brain that alerts other parts of your brain to pay attention to data based on beliefs in your subconscious mind. So let's see how that can help us achieve our goals. So the RAS is kind of like a TV antenna. It amplifies your conscious awareness of things you see, hear, taste, touch, and smell based on what it thinks is important to you. And the reason for this, the reason we have this thing in our brain that does this is that the human brain can process about 11 million bits of data every second, but our conscious mind can only handle about 50 bits of data per second. That's an incredible difference. So the RAS is our filter that makes sure that we get the 50 bits of data that are most or data that are most important for us to know or experience. For example, have you ever noticed that when you learn a new word, you suddenly hear it everywhere? You never heard the darn word before, but you hear it the one time, you look it up, and now you know the word, and suddenly you're hearing it everywhere. Okay? Your subconscious mind, because you just looked up that new word, thinks, oh, this word is important. So suddenly, it stops filtering that word, and now you're hearing it everywhere. Or maybe you decide you want a pink car because that's going to be unique because you've never seen a pink car on the road before. So you get a pink car, or you paint your car pink, and all of a sudden, you're seeing pink cars everywhere. <laughs> that's another example where your subconscious or your RAS has decided that something's important to you and it's no longer going to filter that information out. So you consciously begin seeing it more or hearing it more, whatever the particular example is. Learning about the RAS is fascinating and I encourage you to study it further. But here for our purposes, we just want to know how the RAS can help us in achieving our goals. And it can. It's a very simple process and you can do it right now. It's a five-step process. Number one, state your goal in a positive sentence. Your subconscious mind does not deal with, I don't want such and such. The only thing that you're going to get by saying, I don't want such and such, is more of such and such. Because that is what you're focusing on, so that is what the RAS thinks is important. So you have to state your goal in a positive sentence. You want to state what you do want, not what you don't want. Okay. Number two, lay a piece of paper on the floor and step onto it. The paper is going to represent a point in the future when you have achieved your goal and you want to make the actual physical step of stepping into this future. So while you're stepping, step, you step onto the paper and while you're uh, standing on the paper, step three is to imagine being in that future. You've traveled in time to this future date when your goal has been accomplished. You are in that time right now. Number four, describe in detail what you see, what you hear, what you feel, what you smell, 
and what you taste. Try to be as precise as possible and engage all five of your senses. Really experience everything as if you're there. So with your eyes closed, visualize every detail that you can. Inhale deeply and imagine the smells that are present. Listen for sounds like friends congratulating you, the sound of the cork of a wine bottle opening as you prepare to celebrate. Are you touching anything? What does it feel like? You are an executive producer in your own movie, literally. You're directing every minute detail to create your future. And this is part of manifestation. So this, is, this step is very, very important. Finally, step five. Now you're going to picture this magnificent vision inside the frame of a theater screen. You're watching yourself inside the screen while you sit in a comfortable chair munching on popcorn. And spend a few minutes watching this movie go across the screen of you in this future where you've achieved this goal and experiencing all of those things. And there's one final step. We're going to link this emotion, this future, to an object. And you can pick anything at all, a crystal, a gemstone, an animal figure, a keychain, anything that's readily available to you that you can pick up and look at daily. And I want you to transfer that memory into the object. Just actually visualize the, the theater that you were sitting in, visualize it kind of just dripping down into the object until your mind is clear of it and it's now inside the object. It's not necessary to do anything advanced. You just look at the object, you set your intention to remember this future visualization every time you see the object. And then make sure to pick up the object and remember the memory of your future as often as you can. Your unconscious mind will now use your RAS to filter unimportant information while focusing on the important things that will help you achieve your goal. How freaking amazing is that? Our, our brain is absolutely freaking phenomenal. Now, you don't need to know how it's going to happen. Your subconscious mind is going to take care of all the details. Of course, you are still going to go about your daily business, right? You're not going to just lay on the couch eating bonbons waiting for your subconscious mind to drop the goal onto your lap because that does not work. What does work is that when you work, it's going to point you in the right direction so that you're doing the right tasks and talking to the right people and going to the right places and doing the right things in order to achieve that goal. So this is a ton of information I have dropped on you. I hope that you listen to the podcast again and you actually write down these steps because I actually have given you some very valuable information here worth hundreds of dollars. And this is my New Year's gift to you. So please make a use of it. Set your goals. Set your intention. Visualize everything and manifest it into 2023. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please find us online at embattledempaths.com or on Facebook. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Happy New Year's, everyone. See you next time.